just read this out. Uh, it says here, it's a message we got on WhatsApp after we mentioned one of the topics today. It says, now I'll see all those racists calling your show. They're all hypocrites because the Irish are always going to other countries and nobody gives out about them. And they are welcomed. Your listeners have short memories and are clearly all racists. I wouldn't say all my listeners are racists, but there you go. That's your opinion. Uh, he was referring to an article, I think, that was actually in, uh, was in RT yesterday. And it said in the year, in July 2022, 21,525 work holiday visas were granted to Irish citizens to enter Australia. That's just slightly more than the population of Sligo, by the way. And the figure also doubled, by the way, from the year previous. The Australian Embassy in Dublin says there are currently around 27,000 Irish visa holders in Australia. Now, if I go, by the way, to the peak of people leaving this country in a year, during the recession in 2012, 90,000 people left Ireland. The estimate for the Irish diaspora abroad is about 70 million. Now, that's made up of people, by the way, who are descendants of Irish immigrants as well, by the way, can I point out? Otherwise, I don't think we've had 70 million people born in this country in the last 100 years. So anyway, the largest group in this figure is 36 million people went to America. Wow. And a lot of the people actually went to Britain, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. And there are smaller Irish ancestry populations in continental Europe and Latin America. But let's get back to what we're actually talking about. Ireland's population decreased dramatically through the 19th century. And the census figure shows the Irish population of 8.2 million in 1841, 6.6 million a decade later, and only 4.7 million in 1891. They all left us. So the most common age, by the way, to leave Ireland is 25 to 44. Logically, people, a lot of people leave after they finish college. So 25 to 44 is the most common age to leave Ireland. So... Roughly 130,000 people have come to Ireland in the last two years. Yet more than that have left Ireland to go to live in other countries. So the argument this person is making is, well, what are you all giving out about Ukrainians and people seeking international protection and asylum seekers when more people actually leave the country to live in other countries and they're welcomed around the world? So why are you giving out about people coming to Ireland? And he says, you're all a bunch of racists and hypocrites. Are we all a bunch of racists and hypocrites when you think that more people leave the country than are coming into it? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Oh, sorry, it's wrong phone number. I do apologize. That's the radio show. 085-122-55. So it's 085-122-55 is the number if you want to WhatsApp or text. Now, let me go if I can to Colm first. Colm, hi, how are you? How's it going, Nile? Good, good. Good. Colm, are we a bunch of hypocrites and racists when we're giving out about refugees and asylum seekers and people seeking international protection on one hand, and yet more than that amount of people actually leave the country and go to other countries around the world? Absolutely not. I mean, anybody who compares Irish emigration to illegal immigration haven't got their head screwed on. They just haven't got it screwed on. If I was to go to Australia without a passport, I'd be held in a holding cell and sent back to the first flight. Yeah, but there is an no. argument that there are undocumented Irish living in America and every year or every president who gets elected, we always put our, our oar in. You know, the Irish government will say, look, is there any chance you can give them an amnesty? I know people, I know a family, by the way, of good friends of mine who moved to America 30 years ago and they're still illegally in America. Have any of these people butchered children outside of school or butchered a teacher out for a jog or butchered two gay lads in Cork? No, clearly not. No, they haven't. They haven't. Now, another recent story, a chap fresh off the plane, was in Ballymun, and he attempted to rape a 14-year-old girl. 
He was apprehended by three amazing citizens. They were called vigilantes. Now, in the proper meaning of the word, they are vigilantes, but there's a dark cloud over that word given the history of the state. So they were called that on purpose. Now, your man, he was apprehended. He was brought before the court. The guard did their job. But the judge granted him bail straight away. So we have a man who recently tried to rape a 14-year-old girl walking the streets of Dublin as we speak right now, most likely trying to plan his next rape. There's no doubt we're doing things wrong in this country, that we're not checking people, according to Grip Media, who did a full analysis on the amount of people who the fingerprints were analysed for criminal record. We're not doing that either. Um, so we're not actually checking the people, a lot of the people who are coming into this country. I understand that. We're, check, we're checking their fingerprints on a European database. Most of them coming here and not from Europe. So, Well, well all, the only thing we are checking is to see if they, did they apply for asylum in any other country. That's the only thing we yeah. can check. We, we can't check to see if they've got a criminal record in, in their own country because we don't know, we don't have that information. Um, and, and you are right, which is wrong and reckless, by the way. I completely agree with you. But there is an argument that when Irish people went to America, and this is the point this person is making, not me, they're making, is when Irish people illegally went to other countries around the world, we weren't checked either because we were doing it illegally. Yeah. No, that's fine, that's fine. But Irish people going to another country do not sit on welfare for 10 years, ignore deportation orders, and then butcher children outside of school. Well, thankfully, but that's only, but thankfully that's how it only happened once, and I can't obviously talk about that too much in the air because yeah, it's, it's an many, ongoing how case. Many more them, how many more of them type of people are we out to letting in? We don't know who they are, we don't know their names, we don't know where they're coming from. I mean, most of them are actually coming from safe European countries just because we're giving them more money than them countries are giving them. Mm -hmm. So what, what are we doing here? Like, what kind of clown society are we living in? So you don't believe we're hypocrites by giving out about people coming to the country when more people actually leave the country and go to other countries around the world? Absolutely not. No, I don't think the children of those other countries are endangered from the Irish citizens going there. Well, I, I'm assuming I that some Irish them. people that go away somewhere can be a danger. I mean, there are some head cases. Of course, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. But let's face the facts here. We haven't got a clue who we're letting in. Now, they can check our records, the records of the Irish people against the Irish database and see what they've done, what, if they're criminals, all this crack. Yeah, if they're cops. We can't yeah. do that. We don't know who's coming. We don't know their names. We don't know where they're coming from. We don't know who they were in their past life from whatever country they're coming from. I mean, the, the Irish have... I mean, you'd be aware of in America, for example, the Irish Mafia. And, you know, there are Irish gangs as well. There was Irish gangs in New York for many years. I only watched a movie about it there recently. Um, you know, Irish gangs who are responsible for criminality. Protection rackets all over New York. Yeah, 100% there's bad apples from every country. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. But I think we're letting in a lot more bad apples than we're letting out. Yeah. And I think anybody who compares the two have not got their head screwed on. Well, hang on. Let me go to Tony as well. Stay there, Colm. Tony, hi. How are you? Yeah. Hello, Noel. How are you? How are you? Tony, Colm believes we're not hypocrites because it's a completely different situation and you can't compare apples and oranges. This is not what's happening. You, I mean, the, the, the argument being made by this person, obviously, who texted now, they didn't make the argument. I'm just making the argument for them because no, they said you're all a bunch of racists. He didn't make the argument, no. It's purely because there's no argument. There's no comparison whatsoever. You have to have a passport, a visa, a documentation to go into Australia or to go into America. But go to England, you have to have a passport, even though it's... Just even though it's in the... Well, you didn't years ago. Years ago, you didn't. I mean, when, when the Irish moved to America, now I'm talking about when my uncle moved to America, you know, back in the 1940s and 50s. You know, it wasn't even... A, a visa wasn't a thing even in those days. You didn't, you didn't need it. You, know, you just went illegally. Right. 
you have to have a passport. I think we got. I, I'm not too sure where we introduced the passport system. Maybe somebody, my producer he there can check. He didn't get housed straight away. He didn't get free medical care. Free no, no, no. You're, you're right. You know, you didn't get all of them. You didn't get out like that because it wasn't available. But, yeah. but that's what I mean about the comparison. Like I was one of them Irish that went away to work years ago. Yeah. But I left Ireland on a Tuesday, and I started to work on a Wednesday. Yeah. And there's the difference. Oh, I was one of those people These too, people by the way. I here. worked in America. From European yeah. countries, no, they're predominantly coming here from other European countries. And they should be sent back straight away, but we have a soft government here that hell-bent on the destruction of Ireland. Mm-hmm. The same as our last topic. It's, just, it's the same as our last topic about uh, it's just about sex offenders and paedophiles. This government is paedophile-friendly. As far as I can say, which is like we have a minister for children who's been photographed with a man who advocates for the lowering of the age of sex to be nine years old and doesn't see any. Well, well he do. He does seem to be a sympathizer, I would say, in relation to those people who have been convicted in the past, and we interviewed him. Uh, but leaving He's aside, but yeah, but le- but leaving aside that, not not everybody who comes to this country as an immigrant is a paedophile. There are there clearly are paedophiles. No, we have come Niall. We have fantastic people coming into Ireland to work. We have the best of the best of people coming, and they are more than welcome. Anyone, in my eyes, is more than welcome to come into Ireland if they're going to go to work and contribute to society. But we have an awful lot of bad ones arising now as well. It's, like, it's just like the last few high-profile cases, the poor men in Sligo, they were decapitated, butchered. Mm. We had the poor Ashley Murphy case, and then we had the stabbings. Like, Jesse Murphy case, like, that guy came here and hadn't walked a day in his life in 10 years. And Leo Varadkar stood up in the doll and said, this man has been here for 10 years. He's been a taxpayer for 10 years. No one pulled him on it. They just let him go. They just let him well, go. No, he shouldn't have been in the country. It doesn't matter whether you're from an EU country or outside the EU. By the way, just because we're part of the EU doesn't give anybody the right from any other European country to come here and sit in the doll, by the way. Can I just point out? According to the EU laws, you have a right to work in other countries. That's the law. So, in other words, if I want to move, uh, you know, tomorrow to Switzerland or to, you know, Germany or whatever it is, uh, you know, I must go there and work. I can't just go over there and go on the dole. Who allegedly stabbed, allegedly stabbed the children in Dublin City Centre. We can't, we can't talk, okay, you can, uh, Tony, you can't talk about that case because it's, it's ongoing and before the court. So, you just need to drop that part of the conversation, move back to something else. He'd been walked. He'd been. Okay, Tony, are you going to keep talking about? It? I've just asked you. That case is before the courts at the moment. The man has been charged. All right, so you can't discuss it on the air. I know. I okay. know. I know. I just okay. Okay. I just get I know. No, I understand why it makes people angry, and I and I get that, and I understand all of these cases make people angry, and I understand. And, I and by the way, I'm the first to admit that our current immigration policy is nothing but reckless. And then we have the Minister for Justice coming out and saying there's no correlation between crime and immigration. They're the last three high-profile cases in Ireland. And we have the Justice Minister, we have Roger O'Gorman, we have Leo Varadkar, and they come out with the same spiel that there's no link whatsoever. I think that's, by the way, a very disingenuous point for them to make, that there is no link. I think the least we should be doing is collecting statistics in relation to that to find out if there is a link. And if there is a link, it should be public. The CSO don't even take statistics on nationality when it comes to crimes, by the way. Because they don't want to, because they don't want to, because they know it's through the roof. They know it's through the roof, Noel. 
If you go to the courts day in, day out, and put a percentage of these people, the small percentage but that they are in Ireland for now, just against the larger percentage of Irish people, the cases are through the roof now for foreign nationals that's committing serious crime in Ireland. And to say the Justice Minister to actually stand up in the doll and say there's no connection at all. We've got a very, very strange government here. A very strange government. I've said on your show before, and I'll say it again. The next step for this, okay, like this gang is not going to be left in power, but their next oh, step will. if they would have their way would be to legalise paedophilia. And you said to me, that's the Rockdale Perishon, but they will try. They you really believe they won't get back into power again? What's the alternatives? They will I get know. back in. And we're going to be stuck with them for another five years. They will sneak back into power. Of course they will. They of will course they will. sneak back in and they will... It's, it's, it's fraudulent. Uh, yeah, but just like, can you see Donald Trump in America and they're bending over backwards, throwing all sorts of accusations and charges at him to stop him from running. Why? Because they know he's going to be elected. We need a Donald Trump figure. A Donald Trump-like figure in Ireland. We have a load of weak men. I honestly think it's run by a gay mafia. No, no, that's a bit ridiculous. They're not all gay. The, the major, vast majority of the government are not gay, but that's kind of irrelevant anyway. Whether they're gay or not, I know some gay people who are quite good at what they do. So that's that's a ridiculous analogy to make. Just because somebody's gay doesn't mean they're out to set that you know they're out to destroy the world. By the way. They're, they have no children. They have no grandchildren. I know, and, and I've said before, I, I agree that a Minister for Justice should have uh, some sort of legal skills. They should be a former barrister or solicitor. I agree a Minister for Education uh, should, have, should be a school teacher. A Minister for Children should have children so they have a better understanding of what the job entails. Uh, but, but hang on a second, Tony and Colm. I want to get back to what we're talking about. Is, so you don't believe, Tony, we're hypocrites because Irish yes, people have travelled all over yes, the world. The Irish people went away to walk and walked hard. Walked hard and lived far to a room and things like that. No, no. We're not, no. We're not just being called and, hypocrites. They didn't go with both hands open. They didn't go with both hands open and go, I'm old. And they didn't have a backup of all the NGOs in these countries saying, they are old, give them money. What, what, sorry, what, Colin, what did you say that time about hypocrites? Said, we're, not just, we're not just being called hypocrites. We're called far-right bigots racist. I would like to explain the term far-right to people who don't know what it means. It's a phrase used to describe people in favour of an absolute government who use the power of the state to support one group over another. Did the hate speech bill ring a bell there? Yep. The only far right in this country is our government, the NGOs, and anybody who supports illegal immigration and hate speech laws. That, by the proper meaning of the word, they are the only far right. Now, our government is actually setting up a task force to investigate far right. And you'd only hope that the guard are using the proper meaning of those words in their investigation. But they're clearly not, Colm. Exactly. Because I, I'm, descri I'm described as right-wing, by the way. Yeah. 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 And, and I think I'm reasonably logically minded when it comes to immigration. Mm. Okay, well, well, stay, well, hang on. Stay there for a second. Let me just go to Lorenzo. Stay there, lads. Please let me go to Lorenzo. Lorenzo, hi. How are you? Hi, Niall. How are things? Uh, I, sorry, Joanne. I'll be with you now in two seconds. But, sorry, but Lorenzo, do you believe that, you know, we're hypocrites... Because, you know, the Irish people, we leave this country in our droves. More people leave than come in, actually. Uh, we leave this country in our droves. Yes, you know, we give out about people coming to the country. Well, there are definitely, I, I don't know many of the news or scandals that you were saying, but I think there are obviously 
there are definitely a lot of people coming in the in Ireland, but by the geography of Ireland, I doubt that they will come as legal immigrants because it's not like Italy that you take a boat, go in the middle of the sea, call the coastal guard and get them to come and rescue. To come here, you have to fly, technically. And to take a flight, you need a document. So unless they are people that are getting inside because the government wants them to get inside with no documents, I, th- I doubt that they're going to be illegal immigrants. And Well, they are illegal because if you destroy your documents on the plane, which the vast majority do, according to the Irish Times, the vast majority of people come, coming looking for international protection are destroying their documentation before they get here. Well, then you are illegal because you're entering a country illegally. Well, then you shouldn't be getting in. I mean, when well, you when you land, I tell that to the Irish they, government. Well, when you when you when you land, your your documents should be checked yep. either way. So That's if you don't law, have documents, yep. you go back. Do you do you know that it's illegal to enter Ireland without documentation? It's a criminal offence. Yet only one person has been charged in the last five years with it. It's, it's illegal in Italy as well, but they keep coming in, like yeah, because there is always someone saying, "Oh, you, they should come in." So. That's the same thing. Like, if you don't have documents, you should go back. And that's... Okay, that's but, but okay, getting back to the original question that the guy sent in the message saying that, you know, like, say, for example, in 2012, 90,000 Irish people left the country. In the last two years, more people have left the country from Ireland to go to New Zealand, Canada, Australia, America, uh, than have actually come into the country from Ukraine or other countries around the world. So are we hypocrites then for giving out about it? Well, they they probably go away because they have a, they, they have better um, opportunities or better jobs or better opportunities. The same way that why I'm in Ireland because there is a better job opportunity here than in Italy. So that's the same thing. Like yeah, but that's what that's what you know Johnny from Algeria will tell you. He's coming to Ireland for better opportunities. Yeah, exactly. So if there is a better opportunity. Why do you stay in a country where there is no job opportunity? So that's normal. That if you have the you have the advantage that as an English speaker, you have way more advantages than me, for example. I mean, a vet that qualified in UCD has way better opportunity to go in US, Canada, or Australia, or New Zealand to work than me, because he doesn't have to do, for example, the, the English the English test. Or a nurse or a doctor has better opportunity to go in those countries than French, German, Italian, or Spanish. So, but, but if there, there is a better opportunity, why would you stay here with the worst opportunity? You know? Oh, well, 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 so, so Tony, make the point that Lorenzo making is that people leave countries for better opportunities or better life. Right, okay, and that's fully understandable. Okay, so, so Johnny the Algerian will come to Ireland and he'll say to you, I left Algeria or I left Nigeria or I left... Somalia or Vietnam right. or whatever it is or China, wherever they came from, and I came to I'm Ireland for a better life. For a better, life. For a better life. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all these thousands and thousands of young men, young working age men between twenty years old and forty years old, is there not a single carpenter, plasterer, bricklayer, scaffolder, roofer between one of them? Because none of them seems to be working. None of them have stopped. None of them have went into the conductor just into the construction industry. If you get 20,000 young men from Ireland and ship them over to Australia 
I will guarantee you, you will have every single trade in the construction business. And there's another massive difference. Mm -hmm. There's not a skilled worker between the thousands and thousands that have arrived. That that that's what? a bit of a that's a general statement. That's that would be completely untrue. Yeah, but Noel, hold on, hold on. Like this conversation, the vast majority, the vast majority of those seeking international protection would be unskilled workers. I'm not going to lie to you, uh, because the skilled workers will come here through the visa so system. The comparison yeah. that was made initially with the Irish going away, and with the ones that's coming into Ireland saying the Irish are hypocrites. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make a comparison. Scott, saying you get twenty five thousand young men between 20 and 40 years old from Ireland, ship them to Australia, ship them to America, you are going to have every single trade under the sun in amongst them 25,000 men. I'm not saying they're all going to be trades, man. But the vast majority of them are. Well, and generally, if you're going to Australia or America through a visa system, you won't get into those countries unless you have something to offer them i.e. you have a trade or something that they need because they won't give you a visa, work visa, otherwise, unless it's a student visa or what they call a J-1 visa. Um, I want to go to Robert as well. Stay there, Lorenzo, if you can. Um, you can take one there. I want to just go to Lorenzo and Robert, and I need to come to Joanne, by the way. He's been waiting ages, but I've got to take a quick break. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, Joanne, hi, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Joanne. Okay, Joanne, you've heard Lorenzo, people leave Ireland to go for a better life, a better job somewhere else. So why would you give out about people coming here? I actually nearly choked on my cornflakes when I saw your tweet. Oh, okay. I really did. Yeah. Like I, I told you, my son, he's, he emigrated there in November. Um, he's gone to Sydney. Um, like he said to me, Sam, I don't want to wake up here in 10 years' time and I'm still stuck in that box room. Um, How old is so he? I understood it, you know. How old is 29. he? 29. Okay. 29. Yeah. So he went through the process. He, his company brought him in, though. He was lucky. Yeah, they he was sponsored, yeah. yeah. He's a skilled worker. Um. Uh, yeah, but he had to have all his ducks in a row, his visa, his uh, X amount of money in the bank, uh, you know, yeah. background checks, yeah. everything. So he did it the right way, which is the way it should be here, mm -hmm. 100%. And yeah, and he loves it. So this guy that texts that in hasn't a clue what he's talking about, basically. Hasn't a clue. Like, my son is an asset. And so there's plenty of Irish out there are an asset to Australia. What are we importing here? How are they an asset? They're a liability. You believe that the most of the people coming here are just a liability? They're, they're a drain on the system, is that what you're saying? A, a, a good lot of them, I'd say. I mean, there is genuine ones that are coming here to work and to make a better life like my son did and a lot of his friends have gone out there to do the, the same thing mm -hmm. because they, they were stuck at home in their late 20s, no prospect of ever owning their own home or even renting one. So what choice did they have? This government gave them no choice. But what about all the Irish throughout the years who went to Australia, America, Canada, New Zealand, all these places illegally, who went there pretending they were going on a holiday and just never came home again. Uh, the undocumented Irish, as they call them, all over the world. There are hundreds of thousands of them. 
Uh, well, actually, millions of them probably at this stage. What about all of yeah, them? They, yeah, but they mostly would have emigrated to countries with similar cultures to us, you know? Like, be fair about it, they would have went to countries like America, where we everyone speaks English, blah, blah. What we're having here now is just, it's just ridiculous. And you can't say anything then because, oh... But you learn, but I mean, Lorenzo came here from Italy and you, you learn to speak English after a while once you're immersed in the, in the country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lorenzo, could you speak English when you came here first? Yeah, 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 obviously. Oh, okay, you had, <laughs> had, had a good knowledge of the language, but I'm assuming it's got better since you've been here. Well, it, it got better. The, the, the biggest um, problem I had was that working with farmers... Oh, yeah, their accents. They were referring to words that I had no idea whatsoever what they were saying. Yeah. So I had to basically get explanation because obviously they were not they were not obviously using a medical term. Yeah, but Lorenzo, don't be don't be worrying about that, Lorenzo, because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't understand some of them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that would but be nice. the case. Yeah, nice. sorry. Yeah, Harry, Joanna. You know what really annoys me about this whole debate yeah. is we use the term illegal migrants. Illegal. That's illegal. We're supposed to uphold the law. And our governments are not upholding the law, the law of the land. But there are, you know, I'm not defending the person who texts in or WhatsApped into the radio station because I don't agree with them. I don't believe these are all racists and hypocrites, right? But in saying that, there are people, there's thousands of people living in America currently at the moment, primarily America, who are undocumented and illegal, living there illegally. Yeah. And could and be sent home that, tomorrow. Could be them are law-abiding, peacekeeping oh, citizens. Absolutely. Because it's, and, and you are one hundred percent right. Because if they get into trouble with the law, they'll be sent home. They're deported, absolutely deported. I have, I have a relative that was deported out of Australia because he drove off without paying for petrol, and that's the absolute fact. And a following week later, he was picked up by immigration and he was deported out of Australia for failing to pay for his petrol in the garage. And that's and you're right. And what I can understand is I saw a video yesterday of some lad outside a shop. Um, he allegedly was an asylum seeker and he, he boxed the security man in the face and then he was pinned onto the ground and I'm assuming he was arrested afterwards, right? But anybody yeah. who's here in this country as a guest of our nation, so to speak, who doesn't have status to stay, doesn't have a PPS number, who's only arrived here, for example, and they're looking to stay or if they have an application in for asylum or international protection and they commit a crime, should be removed from the state immediately. I wouldn't disagree Absolutely. with you. I wouldn't disagree with you because that's the way we'd operate in any country in the world. Yeah. But I'd say there's a good proportion too that are not coming in through the airport. They're coming over the border. Of course, yeah. Because the minute the minute the British government mentioned Rwanda, says, I can't remember her name now, Pretty Patel, came up with that brainwave. Yeah. yeah. The, the floodgates were wide open. The dogs in the street could see what was going to happen. The Brits were cracking down. Let's flood in Thailand. You know? And it's, it's, it's just so, it's so obvious. It's transparent at this stage. And what are the people doing? They're just sitting back and allowing it to happen. Well, let me, let me, stay there for a second. Let me go to Robert. Uh, Robert, hi, how are you? Good, thanks yourself. Good. Now, Robert, you're an Irish, li you're Irish living in Australia currently at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, by the way, are the Irish reasonably well behaved over there, yeah? Yeah, there's a few jackasses um, as you get anywhere, but um, yeah, by and large they're they're accepted, welcomed, and and to be okay. honest with you, the the Aussies love a larrikin. You know, the, one third of the the Irish, uh, one third of Australians, you know, claim Irish ancestry, so it's 
It's, 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 yeah. um, like an yeah. Hand. yeah. Yeah. Okay, just, uh, but are we? But are we hypocrites? Well, I just wanted to go back to one thing about the the numbers of Irish coming to Australia. First of all, they're not immigrants. They're not emigrating. They're coming on a glorified J-1 visa. It's a 417 visa, which entitles them to stay for one year. It's called a working holiday visa. As I said, it's, it's a basically a glorified J-1 visa. They can extend it if they do 88 days in, uh, on in the rural... Farm. On the farm, yeah. 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 Or in the mines. Which is slave labour, yeah. which is basically slave labour. Um, and they can stay for a second year. After that, they have to leave unless they're in a... Um, in the man's occupation, I think nursing, there's a lot of nurses here. Um, but other than that, you know, they, they'll have to go back at the end of the two years. So it's... it's but it's a, a mate of mine went over. Than, uh, yeah, but a mate of mine went over there in 2010. Uh, I I don't can't remember what visa he used, but I know he said he had to work on a farm or something like that or on the mine or something. I don't remember what it was. And yeah. yeah, the mines are quite popular to get people to work in the mines. But he, yeah, he's, yeah, but yeah, he stayed there. Was. He's still there and he's now a panel beater. Yeah, That's well, true. maybe he got sponsored, and, then, and then after after the four years, he, he could stay. But but yeah. those twenty two thousand are are not immigrants; they're they're glorified holidaymakers, right. and they would yeah. call a holidaymaker or working holiday visa. And yeah. I just go back to the point as well. Hang, hang, on, Joanne. Point. Hang, on, hang on, Joanne. Hang on, Joanne. Just let Robert finish that. No, if it, just, if, it just, if it just isn't me, I think Joanne, uh, this feeds into what you were saying about no opportunities and living in a box room. Irish people here in Australia and and. Lots of people in Australia are perpetually renting because the average house price in Australia is about $1.4, $1.6 million. Uh, Rents are way above what they are in in Ireland. You may earn well, but, you know, the majority are paying one third of their their salary out in in rent. So the yeah, the other dream is is, is yeah. not is not as as, as dreamy as, as it used to be. I know be. the grass is not always greener on the other side. I get that, but yeah. but but Robert, there's no doubt the Irish people over the last 100 years certainly have you know we've spread our seed all over the world, um, and they leave this country in their droves because of the opportunities all over the world. And I don't blame people for doing that. So is but this? Then could I just make one more point? Yeah, go on, Joanne. Um, you, when you mentioned about all these undocumented that went to America and everywhere, yeah. could they just ramp up to the social welfare office? Were they allowed to do that? No, they weren't. Absolutely. Were they allowed to go back to their own country for three months like the Romanian there that went to the doll office? He went back to the doll office. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Demanding his money, yeah. And he went on holiday back home for three months. Could the Irish in America have done that? No, because no, if they, they leave the country, they wouldn't get back in again. Absolutely. And so nor would, nor would Joanne's son be entitled to any any entitlements in Australia, unless you're a permanent resident for for two years, a permanent resident for two years, and that that's a process in the South. It's not like you get a stamp and you're a permanent resident. Unless you're a permanent resident for two years, you're not entitled to a a, a cent. Um, so that's proper order. So it's that's, as far as I no, I, I, I agree. I, I agree, and, and that's there's immigration and there's immigration. I think immigration is being conflated with. Asylum seekers and asylum seekers mm-hmm. are immigrants. And I don't think anybody had any problem in the in the early two thousands, you know, twenty tens when a lot of Polish came over. They really shook up the building industry. They brought prices down. They worked hard. Yeah, some people you'd be cried. Other oh, the Polish shops are ruining their. You know, they, you yeah. always get the one jackass. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. you know, nobody nobody minds a and and. Another thing, they, they they kind of kept some of the Catholic churches open because they were, they were very uh, religious, very yeah. devout Catholics. But anyway, yeah. that's beside the point. 
Um, you know, they, I, I don't think anybody minds immigration. I think immigration should be like making mayonnaise. If you know making mayonnaise, it's a drip drip. Uh, so it's a, and you create an emulsion. So it's mm. a slow, 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 slow stir. If you if you drop in lots of people, it'll just curdle. And but it has you know, to benefit you society as a whole. Do you agree? It has to benefit. Oh, no, absolutely. Society. And Australia are, are doing that. You have to be on a, on a skill set list, and you have, as your son obviously has been, and as I was, I, I did actually. Uh, full disclosure: I did come on a working holidays, and I was an accountant, and I was in demand at the time, and I got sponsored, and then got PR, and yep. then got residency citizenship. Um, and how long are you there now, Robert? How long are you there? 22 years. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, now, I, I, so you're not coming back. <laughs> He's not no, coming. Well, actually, well, actually, well, actually, you might need to get my head examined. I'm actually thinking of coming back because house prices are way more affordable, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, the weather isn't. Um, but another thing is, well, Sydney's voted the third least friendly city in, in the world. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> You know, and as you get older, I'm, I'm in my 40s now, and it's kind of, you know, friends go home. One year, I had seven friends going home. You know, so it, it's, I, I think it, it, it's a city for young people. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, I definitely would have more for me at home. Um, I'd, I'd earn less, but I could certainly afford a, a nicer house mm-hmm. um, rather than an apartment. Now, maybe in the... You know, outside of Dublin, which is fine, uh, you know, because there or meet or whatever like that. But, you know, it certainly affords better over there than it, than it could here. So the the grass isn't greener, and this is why you know when I hear people talking about oh, there's just no opportunities for young people in Ireland. I think there are. Um, I think lots of people are Instagram drunk on Instagram and they see all the you know the sun, and it is intoxicating. Um, but you know it. it at the end of the day, it comes down to you know a roof over your head and uh, you know the money in your pocket. And and if, if I earn a very good salary here, but even still, I'm 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 on a, I'm single. Yeah, I'd, I'd be priced out of a lot of a lot of things. Um, you know, I'd be living in an apartment for the rest of my life. The only the only disadvantage, of course, you coming back is not only the, the cost of living here is probably equally as bad as it is in Australia currently at the moment, or well, certainly close on. But the weather, <laughs> it's miserable. If any, by the way, can I just point out if there's any country in the world that could benefit from global warming? It's Ireland. Uh, but stay there, but stay there a second, Robert. Let me just go to Morris as well. Morris, hi, okay. how are you? Noel, how are you doing? I had to come back on. Thanks for letting me back in on this one. I, I think the guy in Australia that called us racist, I think he needs to probably go. No, there's not a guy in Australia. It, was, it wasn't a guy in Australia that called us racist. It was just somebody who sent in the program. But anyway, go on. Oh, he, I thought he, he was in Australia no, and he was no. listening to us. No, no he no. had seen the story that was in the paper yesterday from RTE suggesting that 26,000. Yeah. <laughs> Robert is okay. He's... Yeah. I blame the gays. You blame, no, he blames, blame the gays. Like Somebody blamed the, the gays earlier on as well. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so let me let me read out the, the message, Morris. He says, no, see those racists calling your show. They're all hypocrites because the Irish are always going to other countries and nobody gives out about them and they're welcomed. Your listeners have clearly got short memories and are clearly racists. Yeah, and that's from an Irishman. Yeah. Shame on him to criticise his own people like that. Mm. You know? Would he stand up on the wall with a gun if somebody came in to try and take us over? I think he'd run. He'd run out of the country. But anyway, um, I, I was listening to that man talking in uh, Australia. What's his name? Robert. Robert, yeah. 
Robert, Robert, I understand where you're coming from and when your heart goes out to you, there's nothing like the craw of an Irish person to get back to his homeland. Because I was reading an article about a very um, important writer, professor in America, and he said he's never come across a people in his whole lifetime of as, as much as the Irish people are connected to the land here. He said it's in their DNA, it's in their blood, it's in their bones, it's in... Their, their makeup. He said, I've never come across a people. And you're obviously living proof of that. And anybody that has left here, even my own daughter, would love to come back someday. And I hope she could. Because I have older brothers and sisters that are dead and buried in England that never got the chance to come back. But what I'd say to you is, anywhere Irish people went, even when we were colonised and we were taken out of this country on slave ships to Australia and America and the, and the, the Caribbean, the fight in them to break out and, and go and get away from the suppressors of them. And then you have somebody internally uh, criticising his own people because anywhere we went in this world, we got up off our Irish lazy arses, we went there, we got jobs, we walked, and we contributed to the society where we were living, whether we were legal or illegal. But people are coming here because they hear, go over to Ireland, they pay you for having babies. Get over to Ireland. They'll pay you for sitting on your arse doing nothing. Get over to Ireland. They give you money to buy your house. Whereas where I'm working since the age of 12, and I'm 63 now next month, because I grew up in a working class family that said, get out and earn your few, Bob. You'll get nothing now of life if you don't work for us. And that's the difference between an Irish person and somebody that's willing to come in here and sit in their arse and abuse the taxpayers' money. And now because the government here have copped on and they said, right, we're reducing all the payments, the influx has dropped off. They, well, mind you, they haven't reduced the payments yet. They said yeah, they were going to, certain, but they haven't done it yet. In certain categories they have, in certain categories. Who? Like people coming in getting job seekers allowance, that's stopped. It's an no, no, allowance no. per day now. Yeah, but the, 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 for example, the money that the Ukrainians were to be dropped from 220 down to 38 or whatever it is, that hasn't been, yeah. do it hasn't been done yet. But as soon as it was mentioned, it went all over oh, yeah. the place because I'm, I'm walking with Polish fellas yeah. and they told me the people crossing the border in cars to drive to Ireland has slowed down, it's stopped. Mm. Because word has got back. They're not giving as much as they used to. Go somewhere else. Yeah, but we're not refusing anybody. Here's the problem, Morris. We've, you know, you've yeah. seen the back of Mound Street there, the iPad Centre. There's about, I don't know, 70 or 80 people living in tents even more, to be honest, which is like tent city. I mean, I've so, seen it. yeah, so, and they're probably all going to be moved up to Drogheda now to the D Hotel. That's what they're making way for them up there in the D Hotel. And then yeah. what will happen is more and more will still come in, and we give them tents too, and we find somewhere for them to live. You can't just keep well, letting people in when there's nowhere for them to live. Anybody coming into air borders through rail, through the ships, or through the airplanes, if they arrive on airport, on air land, a source, and they haven't got documentation of who they are and where they travel from, they should be detained on ships on the coast of Ireland and deported. Now, I read one case at the weekend. Taxpayers paid 20 grand in flights, aborted and finally got there to deport a guy to Argentina. 20,000 euros for one, person. for one individual to go back to Argentina because he kept acting the mick on the plane. The plane kept having to divert. Yeah, but, the, but, the so problem, yeah, but here's, the, here's the thing. What happens is, right, when yeah. you got a person coming in at Dublin Airport, and let's say they've no documentation or whatever it is, they generally speaking, the yeah, but they generally yeah. speaking haven't come from Algeria, Sierra Leone, Georgia, Albania. They've France. come, they've come from London or France. So yeah. our our obligation legally is not to return them to their own country; it's to return to the last place they were, which was London or France, and that's where they should and be sent. 
and they won't tell you where they came from. Now, I was listening... Well, we know history. where they came from. We know what plane they got off. So we know where they came from. The, the ferry the ferry from Scotland to Northern Ireland, the amount of foot passengers has quadrupled over the last couple of mm. months because everybody's getting the trains up to Scotland, across into Northern Ireland, and, and down and across driving the border. Down, yeah. So, so they go undetected, then straight to the I-Pass Centre in Dublin. Yeah. All I'm saying to you is... I, I, I'd come on. If that guy wants to ring in, I'll go head-to-head to, head to him on your show. I think he's a disgrace to be calling these old people racist. We're not racist. There is some out there, but the best part of us are hard-working class people who are proud to be Irish and we're proud of our land. But when we can blatantly see people coming in and giving us the two fingers and saying, F you's Irish, I'm here to take what I can get and I'll leave a rich man. That's what we don't like. Thank you for that, Morris. Let me just go find these to Albert if I can. Albert, hi, how are you? Uh, hi, Niall. Um, you know, I, I don't agree. I mean, this is two, This is apples and oranges here. Where they, that guy's trying to compare. I've got two sons living in Dubai. They both went out on visas. And if their visas are cancelled, they have to come home. One of them has his wife and his four kids out there. They're all working. He has to pay for the school that they go to. Um, and like I say, if, if his contract finishes, he may come home. So it's totally different to what's happening over here where we have People just arriving, as the Cancer last contributor said, they're just arriving down here, coming in with nothing, um, and expecting everything to be given to them for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, like, it's, it, we're exporting people to go to work, and they're going out on visas to Australia, to Dubai, or to America, um, and then we're getting in, I mean, you have to see, we're getting in God knows what, because we just don't know who the hell these people are. Yeah, so, so I mean, the ones who come here to the visa process, of course, are skilled people who are going into jobs. But those coming here yeah, well, seeking international protection I, I, or refugees, we don't know what they are. I'd even argue that because, I tell you this, there's some of them coming in here as carers, and I swear to God, they should not be called carers, they should be called uncarers. Mm. Um, and I've had experience of a few of them. Dear God. Well, to, but to, but to be fair, from, to be fair, Albert, is, or if you know, yeah. when we talk about legal immigration, not illegal, right? But legal yeah. um, migration into Ireland, you know, Irish people, we should be quite welcoming to some degree because we don't have the population that we should have, you know, to provide people in a, with all these jobs. Our hospitality, our healthcare industry would collapse tomorrow if everybody left and we all went home. It would collapse. Mm-hmm. I'm a walk, walk into any hospital in this country. Yeah, but it, it, it'd be the same if you said if every Irish person came out of Australia and came back here. Like, what would happen to our half the hospitals in Australia? They'd probably have to close down. I mean, that no, 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 I'm not. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm not. I'm not no, I'm not saying that wouldn't happen either. But I'm just saying because because we have lost so many people in Ireland. When I say we've lost people, people naturally leave this country. It's a small country, so we've a small economy. Yeah. So people leave. You know, students leave at the age of twenty two, twenty three. A lot of yeah. them do for a better life, and that's fine. You know, so we have to replace them with people who come from other countries, be it in Europe or outside of Europe, you know, to go into industries in this country. And for the most part, they're very welcome and they're very good people and they're hardworking people. What we really need to focus on is the problem. And the problem we have at the moment is this kind of open border system where any vagrant from anywhere around the world is welcome in Ireland. Yes. And they're coming in here with no skills and nothing else. No. That's it. I mean, they're just arriving. If you're an unskilled worker arriving in Ireland with no paperwork, you're just going to cost the state money for the rest of your life. Yes, they have a narrative that they're picking up from all the, all, all the other countries that, you know, go to Ireland, here's the story that you give, you know, say this, say that, you'll get in, you'll get money, here's what to look for. And, I mean, if you take a look, 60% of Africa is at war. How many of them are we going to take? 35% of the Middle East is at war. How many of them are we going to take? Like, when do we say enough is enough? Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, like, and, and not only that, but if you look at the, what we've signed up to, this, this uh, like, um, uh, immigration pact, or I can't think the proper name of it. The, but you, the EU it, migration pact, yeah. Wide. Yeah. Yeah, it is so wide and varied. You can take in anybody. It, it, it could be men, women, gay people, if they, if they have a fear of anything, if they're, like, if they, if they're a religious fear, if they're in a Catholic country and they, they, they're a Muslim, they could come here, if, they, if they're in a Muslim country. Clim- and climate change is also in there now as well. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, if they're displaced because of climate change. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that they can say is, I'm coming here to work. That's the only thing they can say. They can say almost anything else and get in here. All right. On that note, Albert, listen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, a lot of people, by the way, very unhappy about the whole situation. A lot of people very unhappy with your man called us a bunch of hypocrites. Some of the comments, by the way, that are coming in, let me just read them out to you here. Moraid says, uh, well, end of February, social welfare being reduced for all arrivals and plans by summer to reduce all payments and all payments will be to the post office. So we could be seeing a different scene. Tracy says, nah, the Irish go work abroad. Uh, we are not looking for handouts and we're legally vetted. And if you got in trouble in the USA, you'd be sent home immediately. Gerald says on Facebook, let's be uh, of no doubt the biggest racists are the Irish criminal government profiteering from migrants and human trafficking along with the legal profession and the vulture funds. Uh, Priscilla says uh, there is an issue with an overwhelming number of migrants. This has a massive social and psychological effect on the, nat- on the native population. It is traumatising to not recognise our own country anymore. We were uh, never advised, never asked and certainly did not consent to this. It's abuse. Um, we see Richie says uh, we weren't welcomed in America we had to work well we were welcomed what do you say we were welcome. I'm, I'm not denying me to work hard we had to work hard become police and get into politics to earn being welcomed into America nowadays Tina says uh, you won't get into Australia America etc uh, with only an iPhone a Rolex and no passport no you certainly won't well, I suppose you could. You could go to Mexico and cross the border if you want to go into America. That's how people are doing it nowadays, isn't it? Seems to be the easiest way to do it, illegally. And uh, Joe Biden will let you in. He's, he's kind of like the Irish government. He'll let anybody in. Donald Trump will stop to that once he gets back into power again. Anyway, thank you to everybody, by the way, for getting involved in the show. But look, I need to talk about the important thing. There's a man in my ear right now, okay? I would let you hear him, but can't do that. But he is in my ear. See this wire? And he does everything. So that's why I don't use my hands. So when I say the phone number, for example, 085, put it up there, 085 122 See, he does that. I don't do it. So he changes everything. You put me back on again. They want to see me. I'm good looking. Anyway, when he does, I am good looking. So he also had a full-time job. He's given it up to focus purely on the podcast. And that's why we're doing two topics a day now. But to do that, we need financial support. We can't have him just doing everything for nothing. So we need financial support. So please, thank you, firstly, to everybody who donated and subscribed over the weekend. We had a huge increase over the weekend of people subscribing, and we really, really appreciate that. It's the only way we can get any money, by the way. We have bills to pay. As I mentioned the other day, the show costs about somewhere between 30 and 60 quid, depending if we do two interviews, whatever, per day. Because we have to upload, we have to do pay for electricity, we have to do all things. We have to replace equipment regularly because it breaks. So on average, we worked it out that it worked cost about 30 quid a day, which is not a lot, by the way, to operate a system whereby people can come on air and have their opinions and it gets streamed live and it goes out on a podcast. It's not a lot of money. So we're offering you that opportunity to have your opinion on the topics that we had today and many other topics that will be in the news on a regular basis. But we need your help. We can't do it on our own. 
We want to make it bigger. We have a plan to make it bigger. But we can't do that without money. So we really, really were asking for your help. If there's any way possible that you can go to our website and just subscribe for five ninety nine plus tax a month, which is like for the three of us, just buying a pint of beer for the three of us, particularly for him now, because he's going to be working hard and I'll make sure of it. Or if there's a way possibly that you could donate to us anything from a fiver to five million. We got a very generous donation over the weekend. Can I just say thank you to the person who did that? If you could do that for us, we would really appreciate it. A donation or either subscribing. Please go to our website, nileboylan.com. And for that, by the way, you can look at all the interviews, some of them which we don't stream on a daily basis. We had four great interviews last week, uh, which we don't stream. They go onto our website and you can watch all of those interviews by subscribing. You can listen to them all on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and everything else. But if you want to watch the interviews, because obviously we do them on Zoom, where you can see the person on the screen beside me, uh, which is much better to watch them and see the, you know, the sincerity in people's faces, etc. When, when I'm interviewing somebody. And you can do all that by subscribing on the website. They're all on the website, nileboylan.com. You can go right back to the first episode, go back seven months ago. So thank you to everybody for supporting us. Please continue to support us. If you can, do it now. Because if you, if you wait later, you'll forget. All right? It's nileboylan.com. You know how to spell my name, don't you? It's written on the bottom of the screen there. No, <laughs> no. No, there, there, sorry, there. Just, just written there. NileBoylan.com. Thank you very much indeed. We shall talk to you again tomorrow at 12. Until then, thank you. The multi-award winning Nile Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.